like that. You want to try that. Hello, one and all, to this interesting episode of the Logan Blackman Show. <laughs> I guess you can, I mean, I don't know if you can, but I can really hear. I have, so if you can't, I need to inform you. I have a lisp right now, or at least a tiny one. It's it's not terribly noticeable, but it's decently noticeable. And I, if you do hear it, I wonder if you're sitting there going like, oh, wow, I wonder why Logan has happens to have a lisp for today's episode. And it's not that I'm doing it on purpose. It's just, I have, so if you've known me long enough, most of you know that I have a fake tooth. And I stated on, well, today's Tuesday, on Tuesday's episode of the Logan Blackman Show, that I am getting a bridge done. So that'll be good. So we were getting the implant process done which will be very nice. And I thought this episode would be something a little different. Not really going in-depth on sports and stuff, but really kind of making fun of the fact that I have a lisp right now, or at least a tiny one. And we're going to go through a bunch of players in the <laughs> different leagues that have a name that starts with S, okay? It's going to be <laughs> an interesting episode, to say the least. But I'm going to go... we got a little story time as well, but before we get into story time... Make sure you go and follow the Logan Blackman Show on all different forms of social media. Uh, it's on Twitter, Instagram. Go like the Facebook page. Go subscribe to the YouTube channel. Go follow the Apple Podcast account and the Spotify account if you don't already. Go rate it as well because if it's higher rated, I would believe that that means it's more likely to raise up the charts a little bit. Now, as you could tell, it's not terrible. It's not like I'm sound like this or anything, but... Maybe it's not even noticeable to other people. It's certainly noticeable to me. And that's... It's just annoying, kind of. And it's because my front tooth... So, again, as I stated, I have one fake tooth. And going into the story time, when I was in... What grade was this? Fifth grade? I think fifth grade. Right before one of my friend's birthday parties. We were going to go to an Iowa Energy game when they were called the Iowa Energy. For those of you who don't know the Iowa Energy are, that is the Iowa Wolves now. The Iowa Energy are no longer a team, and I'm not a huge fan of the Wolves rebrand. I'm not liking the whole Minnesota thing with Iowa teams. We got the Minnesota, the Iowa Wild, the Iowa Wolves. Not a huge fan of that. I'm liking the Chicago stuff that we have at, like, the I-Cubs, stuff like that. So, we're, I'm getting excited for this birthday, and my mom and Nana rearranged my bedroom. And this is a genius idea. Thinking about it back, it's always fun to make fun of them a little bit. They don't like it when they get made fun of because they feel bad, and it's just fun. I don't hold any hard feelings that I tell them about, but it's just fun to kind of poke a little fun at it. And <laughs> the dresser, I had a dresser that was literally mouth height. And, and I mean literal, literally. They stuck it like, if you walked in the room, walked to my bedroom, and went straight, you would have drilled the corner, which is exactly what happened. If you were unaware. And so, I used to sleepwalk. I don't sleepwalk anymore. I talk a lot in my sleep. I mean, not as much, as again, as I used to. But still do it sometimes. And, uh... I guess I went to the bathroom. Turned the corner and... BAM! Right into the dresser. Which was right there. Knocked my front tooth out. My right front tooth. Shipped my left front tooth. Actually knocked out the two teeth or the one tooth next to my right front tooth as well, and I bit cleanly through my bottom lip. 
So I had, I was a bloody mess, to put it lightly. I didn't even wake up from it. I woke up in my parents' bathroom. Because that's where my dad set me on the ground when I was bleeding profusely. So we go to the hospital. My heart rates through the roof, as you would obviously expect. And sitting there in the hospital, it's a weird story when doctors ask you about, like, oh, the, this is a really weird story. We've never heard of a story like this before. So the obvious question of doctors that don't know what was going on go, does your dad hit you? And me being, what, 12 years old or something like that, just piped up and said, oh, yeah, he hits me all the time. Not really thinking about it. I was like, in my brain, it was like when a dad and son wrestle. It was kind of like that or beat each other up every once in a while. That's just how I thought of it in my head. I didn't think of, does he beat me? No, <laughs> which he doesn't and didn't. But you could tell when I when you say that to a doctor, it's kind of concerning, I guess you could say. I would say it's partially concerning that a kid who just comes into the hospital at 3 o'clock in the morning with n missing teeth and a busted lip, I think they're, in their, they're within their rights to go, hey, does your dad hit you? And I'm within my rights to tell the, the truth. And I said, yes, because he does. I should have just let it go and got him arrested. That would have been pretty, that would have been pretty funny. No, it wouldn't have. No, it wouldn't have. We're not joking about that here. But obviously, we went in, got the, this is at the hospital. This isn't at a dentist. It's like 2 o'clock in the morning. And they shoved the, they yammed the tooth back into my mouth and used some like, I don't know what you want to call it. It was like concrete. This concrete substance, it was like, it was the color of a door, like a wooden door. It was the color of a cardboard box. It wasn't the most flattering color in the world. And then, I think, swell stitches in my bottom lip, because I vaguely remember it being however old I was. That's how many stitches I got. Maybe it was more. But, got the stitches in, got the teeth put back in. Then eventually went to the dentist, got the cement crap taken off, and put in a... Put the tooth back in. So, I mean, the tooth was already in. We just got the stupid uh, schlacking off. So, obviously, missed my friend's birthday party. Missed that entire week of school. I had a lot of letters. I drank a shit ton of Nesquik because that's all I could have for food. Because I couldn't chew anything. Because I couldn't bite into anything. So my tooth was still healing. And... Yeah, I had this water bottle that had like a bendy hose on it. I had to squirt water in my mouth. I couldn't suck on straws or anything. It wasn't very fun. Not a very... I would not recommend. Zero out of ten. Would not do it again. But then flash forward... A, uh, go a little further in the future. The middle school age. Where everybody's got braces and everything. And the tooth's healing fine. The tooth is healing perfectly. It's uh, reattached itself to the root and everything. We're looking... We're looking A-OK. -okay. I'm playing basketball at my neighbor's place with my friend Tom. It's not me or Tom's house. Obviously, it's my neighbor, but they used to let us play on their basketball hoop. So if you know this well enough, Dwayne Wade, NBA legend, played for the Miami Heat, Bulls, Cavs, back to the Heat. Uh, when he was in his prime of his career, let's say, he used to do... I don't know if he still did this thing in the later parts of his career as well, but I I mostly remember it from when he played it, like the first stint on the Heat. He used to do pull-ups on the rim. He used to pull his head up through the rim, drop down. So, me, in my infinite wisdom, goes, okay, 
Nets lowered because obviously you want to dunk. We heard horror stories. Like every kid, when they get braces, is told about the horror stories of kids getting their braces caught in nets. Uh, with the little getting the little spots in your teeth, if you don't brush enough or floss enough, whatever, or use the little Christmas tree thing, or whatever. You heard horror, a lot of different horror stories when you got braces, and you never think those things are going to happen to you until it actually does happen, and then you're like, "Well, shit! Now I'm right here, and I don't like what happened." So obviously, I pull up, being Dwayne Wade, I say, "Hey, Tom, look," and I'm through the net, drop down. Braces get caught on said net, rip only one tooth out, thankfully. This has been a whole different experience if I broke out like four or five teeth. It was only the one that got knocked out originally. And this is at like five o'clock on a Tuesday. So all the dentists are closed. So my I run inside, I'm with I'm still with Tom. Tom saw everything. And I'm like, Tom, Tom, I think my tooth's out. I think my tooth's out. And it's sitting horizontally, still attached to the braces nonetheless, in my mouth. It's sitting at a, like, boom. It's at a 90 degree angle, essentially. No, it's not. The whole tooth was ripped out of my mouth. That Not a 90 degree angle, but it was... They turned it 90 degrees, let's put it like that. And, or turned it, um, not 90 degrees. What is it? Yeah, ni- yeah 90 degrees. Yeah, 90 degrees. And we run inside... Only my dad's home. Dad's freaking out. Obviously, it was just this is not really something you expect to see when you're just chilling inside and see your son and his friend come in. And yeah, when we called up our dentist, or our orthodontist actually, because our dentist was at a Knicks game, uh, our orthodontist, and we went to some shady dentistry office on somewhere in Des Moines and did the operation there. In the sketchiest, like, way possible. This is at, like, 6 o'clock on a Tuesday. But this is, like, emergency stuff we had to do here. Put the tooth back in. Painful experience. And we went on our merry way. Flash forward. Fast forward again. I don't know why I keep saying flash forward. Fast forward. A little bit again. And I'm starting to get an infection in my gums. Like, a little bubble would form in my gum. It's because the tooth had wasn't cleaned all the way. And the root was completely snapped. And it wasn't healing, which was the big problem here. So I had a little bubble there. We had to pop it every once in a while. It was disgusting. It wasn't cool. So then we have to go through the decision of getting it finally pulled out completely. And that's where we are now. Got the tooth pulled. Flat, fa- I did it again. Fast forward a few years now. It's a while ago now. We went through the braces process, had a little flipper tooth in, had a retainer with a tooth in it. Hated taking that stupid thing out. And then I got a denture tooth that had wings on it. And it was attached to my big tooth and my tooth next to... So the two teeth next to the front tooth that got knocked out. I don't really know what they're called exactly. And it would fall out every once in a while, but overall it was good. The funny I had it knocked out in a football game before... Right before I snapped the ball, it was one of those situations where I said, down. And I didn't have my mouth guard in, and I put it in, and it popped it out. Mid-cadence. I didn't know what to do with it. This thing's not cheap, so I can't just, like, hold on to it. I gotta figure it out. I panic, and I'm like, coach, just call a timeout. My tooth fell out. And they did an emergency substitution to bring in the other quarterback. 
so I could give my tooth to my sister. One of the weirdest experiences ever. I got knocked out in a intramural basketball game, church ball basketball game. Uh, when was this? Senior year of high school. Got elbowed in the face. Didn't really feel that great. I've had it knocked out by a uh, a spring roll from Panda Express. That was last year or two year two years ago. No, was it last year? Two years ago. Got knocked out by a freaking spring roll from Panda Express. And then ever since then, two's been pretty solid. They had to cut the tooth out today, and it freaking hurt. It didn't really feel that great. He's like, oh, it won't hurt. Let's make a loud clicking noise. It'll be done. No, that sucker hurt. I, <laughs> I did not enjoy that process. But I said yesterday, or today, I guess, because today's still Tuesday, but when this episode comes out, it'll be yesterday, I said that, I'm recording this show special because I'm not going to be able to record a show anytime soon. But when I got out of the dentist, I was like, this is freaking hilarious. This would be like one of the funniest episodes ever. If some kid w- that doesn't normally have a lisp, and maybe I do, and no one tells me about it. I just don't even really recognize it. And does a podcast. So I made, I tested like two or three times. I said, the Logan Blackman show. The Logan Blackman show. <laughs> I was laughing to myself in the car. I was re- I was thoroughly enjoying myself in the car, driving back from the dentist. And, yeah, I literally just got back like 10 minutes ago. I well, A little more than 10 minutes, probably 20 minutes ago, because we're at 13 minutes now for the, this show. It's It's been a ride. But we're finally getting the bone graft and starting the implant process, which will be very nice. Cannot complain too much. But I am nervous. I've never been under before. So that'll be a little... All those experiences, I was never under, which is funny to me. I don't know why, but it's just funny to me. I will be under for the first time, and I'm a little nervous, but not really. I cried when I got my tooth pulled. I remember I was sitting in the office. I cried like the entire time before and did not enjoy my time there. Not because it hurt, because I was scared about getting it pulled, and I didn't know what to expect. So... Yeah, and now we get to start the whole process again, so it'll be very fun, and hopefully it goes very smoothly, and then this episode drops tomorrow, and then hopefully I remember as I'm recovering from this that I remember to go on Twitter and upload it on Twitter because I upload the podcast the night before and set it to release at 10, and then I publish it at 11, or tweet it out or post everywhere. I try to do it at 11 because... Freaking Apple Podcasts, for whatever reason, takes so much longer to do to upload-wise than Spotify. I don't get it, but that's why I schedule at 10 and release it around 11. So it's like just so I can make sure Apple Podcasts has posted the episode. Because sometimes it can take upwards of an hour to maybe even two hours to get the show out. So, yeah, and while we're just sitting here BSing about random stuff here... I thought it'd be fun, and I, I, I've searched NFL players whose names start with S. But the first thing that popped up is from famous people, thefamouspeople.com. And football players whose first names start with S. And it's not football players like the American football players. This is football, football soccer players. So, I like how it randomly kicks up that my, like... There's some times where it doesn't really notice, and then sometimes it kicks in randomly, and I don't really like how this goes. But this is a list of... There's a lot of people here. I'm probably only going to read to 21, because I've seen a lot 
of LaDainian Tomlinson highlights today on Instagram. So to honor LaDainian Tomlinson, I'm going to read out 21 names of these players. So start off. <clears throat> Sun, Sun Young Min plays for Tottenham Hotspurs, if you did not know. He's number one on this list. I think number two is a little more famous than him. Sergio Ramos. That's not that bad. That's not that bad. Sergio Aguero. Not that bad. Not that bad. Sadio Mane. Eh. Steven Gerrard. This is funny to me. Maybe it's not funny to you guys, but it's it's funny to me. Samuel Eto, Scott Parker. Serge Nabry. Steven Bergvine. Bergvine. <laughs> Steven Bergvine. Steve Bruce. <laughs> I'm not even going to try and pronounce that dude's name. Sean Wright Phillips. <laughs> Steven El Shawawi. <laughs> Sergio Busquets. <laughs> I sound like I'm in Barcelona, and it's like, it fits that I can say Sergio Busquets, because that's how he says his name as well. So, oh, wow. Sergio Romero. Sol Campbell. Okay, this this one's not... Shinji Kagawa. That one sounds as much, probably as normal as it's going to get. Stefano Pioli. <laughs> Sammy Kadira. Steve Clark. Serge Aurier, and that's 21. That was, well, that one wasn't as funny as I thought it would be. I'm kind of disappointed by that. I thought it would be a little funnier than than that. I was hoping for some difficulties there. Last name starting with S, Pro Football Reference. Uh, it's 2,523 players, last name start with S. Well, that's not very fun. There's a lot of names here. Troy Sadowski. <laughs> Norm Sackstetter. I'm spitting so much right now. This is ridiculous. Uh, Roger Saffold. This isn't fun. I'm not enjoying myself doing this. <laughs> Let's just talk about normal podcast stuff today. I this isn't uh, that reading the names wasn't as fun as I originally thought it would be. So, let's just do the normal stuff. So, big news today out of the Big Ten Conference. Not only did the Big Ten release their all first team, all Big Ten teams, second teams, all that stuff. The Iowa versus Michigan game this weekend has been canceled. Michigan is just trying to play as little football as possible to stop the embarrassment of this season. We've got Nebraska playing Rutgers, but Michigan, you guys can't play Iowa. You already bailed against Ohio State. And, yeah. I don't know. And Michigan's had a very rotten year. They've kind of sucked dick this year, to put it lightly. A lot of the Big Ten teams have. But here is the first team offense for 2020 All-Big Ten, as voted by coaches. Quarterback Justin Fields, as expected. Running back, Tyler Goodson. Iowa Hawkeye. Let's go. Let's go. Good good job, Tyler. Muhammad Ibrahim, Minnesota's running back. Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, Josh Myers, Wyatt Davis, Thayer Munford, all Ohio State guys. I'm a little surprised that Josh Myers made first-team all-conference ahead of Tyler Lindebaum from the Iowa Hawkeyes. But that's what uh, Wyatt Davis, not really surprised he made it. He's a first-round draft pick this year. A lot of people, at least as I sit here on December 15th, think – Wyatt Davis will be a first-round draft pick, but obviously this is a very long time before the 2021 NFL Draft. 
Alaric Jackson, who's had a really up and down season for Iowa, did make the first team all all conference selection. Uh, Cole Van Landen made it, and Pat Fire Fryermuth made it as well. He'll he, he's talked about as a late first rounder, early second round draft pick from Penn State, the tight end from Penn State. Kendrick Green also made. I don't think I mentioned Kendrick Green. Second team, Michael Penix Jr., Indiana's quarterback. Uh, Master Teague made it from Ohio State. Tyler Lindenbaum, second team. Cole Banwart, second team. Yeah. And, uh, and Peyton Ramsey was the quarterback. Northwestern's quarterback made it. So, Indiana and Northwestern's quarterbacks both made it. Both played with each other last season. Uh, Rashad Bateman made third team all-conference. Minnesota's just had a weird year passing the ball. Tanner Morgan did not have the greatest year. They kind of transformed into a rush-first team with Muhammad Ibrahim. And that's why we've seen players like Rashad Bateman and Tanner Morgan's numbers go down than what we were expecting this season. Uh, Am I surprised by anything? Not really. I am. The one thing I am surprised about is the fact that Tyler Lindebaum did not make first team all Big Ten. But other than that, I don't really have much to complain about. And this thing with Justin Fields. I have been doing a crap ton of mock drafts, just for fun. Not really trying or anything, just seeing how many different combinations I can do. Actually trying, not like the ones we did, what was it, a week ago, two weeks ago, where we went through, kind of speed ran it, trying to figure out where quarterbacks would go. Now the Washington football team leading the NFC East, they're going to have a later draft pick than what is expected or was expected this season, and they're going to need, they're one of those teams that, We'll be looking at a quarterback this offseason. But the teams like the Panthers are still in the top 10. The Giants have, since they're no longer leading the division, now have the 10th pick. The Washington football team had the 11th pick prior to this last weekend. And who would need quarterbacks this year? So we obviously know the New York Jets are taking Trevor Lawrence. That's one of the, the perennial locks as far as the draft is concerned. Uh, Trevor Lawrence obviously will go number one overall. And if he plays for the Jets, that is still to be seen. We don't know. Eli Manning, John Elway have done this where they refuse to play for the team. And watching the Jets play, I would not be totally shocked if he did. But from what I can tell about Trevor Lawrence, I don't think he's the type of player to do that. His family, as far as I know, or their football family, doesn't have a lot of notoriety. Like Archie Manning could drop a lot of media attention, being Eli's dad, Peyton's dad. So the Manning family is going to drive up a lot of attention. Trevor Lawrence doesn't really seem like, like that kind of guy that'd be like, oh, screw this team, I'm not playing for them. I think he'd welcome it. He wouldn't, well, maybe not welcome it, but he'd play for him. And then that leads to the discussion where Sam Darnold goes and Big Ben after the loss Sunday to the Buffalo Bills. Toyed with the idea, again, that he might retire, which he's turning into the freaking Brett Favre of the 2020s, or the, the 2010s, where Brett Favre was retiring every other freaking year, or every other freaking week, day, whatever. So, will the Steelers sign a guy like Sam Darnold? Maybe. Similar play style to an early Ben Roethlisberger, not as strong as an arm, but mobility-wise... Decently tough kid from what I can tell. He has had a lot of weird injuries that some of them I don't really know if they are injuries. And rather than the Jets just trying to 
keep his confidence from dipping down to absolute zero, which is where it's at now. But like his rookie year, he was on pace to break Peyton Manning's interception record. And then miraculously, he gets hurt. Part of me believes it. Part of me just goes with the fact that, hey, this dude has no confidence. He's going to break Peyton Manning's record. They're going to go with, uh, yeah, they're going to go with uh, the fact that we're going to try and save his confidence a little bit. Uh, the Jaguars, if they don't take Justin Fields, I'll be absolutely shocked. Um, a lot of people are going with the fact of, oh, you saw like Troy Smith or Dwayne Haskins not be very good in the NFL. That's a stupid, I hate that logic because by that logic, you would not have drafted Joe Burrow. You would not have drafted Tua. You would not have drafted Justin Herbert. Any of the quarterbacks that went in the first round, you would not have drafted them because the quarterbacks that went before them that went to that school were not that good in the NFL. Do we need to rally off the LSU, Bama, and Oregon quarterbacks? No, but you know what? To make up for lost time, because I don't really know how long this episode's going to be, we're going to go through them, at least the ones I can think of at the top of my head. So with LSU... Matt Flynn, Jamarcus Russell, the biggest, one of the biggest, if not the biggest bust of all time. That's all you need to really say, but Matt Flynn throws his name in there for losing to John Russell Wilson in Seattle. Avery had, what, one good game in Green Bay? Yeah, you wouldn't have drafted Joe Burrow because Russell, Jamarcus Russell sucked. What other LSU quarterbacks have been really that successful in the NFL? Danny Etling played for the Patriots for a year. Who else? If we look at all the, all the other quarterbacks before Burrow, when he went there, it was kind of like, why did he go this? Where quarterbacks go to die. That was with the stigma on LSU's football team in regards to the quarterbacking. It's You can go find articles talking about that when he first said he was transferring to LSU. So you wouldn't have taken Burrow. B- Tua. So we have AJ McCarron playing Brody Croyle, uh, Greg McElroy. Uh, John Parker Wilson didn't play in the NFL, to, as far as I know, but played for Bama. Well, won an Addy for Bama. I mean, obviously you got Joe Namath, Bart Starr, but if you're going back that far and going, well, Joe Namath, Bart Starr from Alabama, that doesn't mean anything to right now. I'm talking about the players that played in this era of football. Bart Starr and Joe Namath, who cares about that they went to Bama and had great NFL careers, Bart Starr more than Namath, but... Still had good NFL careers, both Hall of Famers. Don't care. I'm talking about the here and now. And Bama quarterbacks in the NFL haven't really panned out under Nick Saban. Is there any other ones? Blake Sims was another one. Uh, Coker. The best one right now in the NFL is freaking Jalen Hurts. And he transferred. I mean, Tua obviously as well. But we're not talking, again, let's not keep this draft class because you can't, you can't draft him because the other quarterbacks pulled him back. We have talked at nauseum about Justin Herbert and the Oregon quarterbacks that went before him. Mariota, Joey Harrington, Achilles Smith, Kellen Clemens. Did we say Mariota? I think we did. Like, Oregon is not Dennis Dixon. They have not graced themselves with the... Those three teams have not get graced themselves with great NFL quarterbacks the last 20 years. I don't know which one you could say is worse. Oregon's had more busts than the other ones than Joey Harrington, uh, Keeley Smith, Mariota. Mariota, 
whatever. I don't think he's that bad. He's just average. Harrington and Akili Smith were bad. Russell for LSU. Every Alabama quarterback under Nick Saban that's tried to go to the NFL. Like, they don't work. You can't keep saying that. Justin Fields is a better quarterback than Dwayne Haskins. I know Dwayne Haskins put up insane numbers at Ohio State. Now, this point's not these points aren't really going to go over that great if you keep going with, like, oh, Logan's got a list, but can't take him seriously this episode. But I thought it'd be funny, okay? He's better than Dwayne Haskins. He's not a small, skinny guy. He's 6'3", 230 pounds. Same with Trey Lance. They're big dudes. Justin Fields does not turn it over. Justin Fields is extremely mobile, but doesn't need to run because he's got a very good arm. He could run a lot more and get a lot of rushing yards and get way more total yards, but he doesn't because he's a good quarterback. He can throw the ball all over the field. He's not Troy Smith. Troy Smith was nowhere near the passer Dwayne, uh, Justin Fields is. As mobile, definitely, but as far as passing is concerned, no. And I know Troy Smith won the Heisman. Justin Fields is not going to win the Heisman this year. I'm going to put that down to the Big Ten and not really having a total plan coming back from COVID-19. It's pretty much screwing the Big Ten and maybe screwing Ohio State out of a college football playoff berth. But, of course, bending the rules to help Ohio State get to the playoff by allowing them to play the conference championship even though they only played five games, even though the rule preseason was to play six. So are we surprised? No. But Fields is a better quarterback. Then Haskins. Then Troy Smith. Haskins had one year of college football. He's not mobile. Those are two things. One year inexperienced and wasn't mobile. Fields has experienced, has experience, has gone up against the best and performed very, very well. Almost beat Clemson. Now did throw two interceptions in the game which sealed their fate, but did still play very, very well last year. This year... He had his worst game of his college career against Indiana. We talked about that. But Justin Fields will go number two overall. I'd be absolutely shocked. I think the top three of the draft are locked in. I think it will go Lawrence Fields, Sewell. I think that's locked in. Every other pick, this is the situation where the draft starts with the fourth pick. We all know the top three, at least at this point, we again, we have a long ways till the NFL draft. But at this point, we know what the top three is. Penny Sewell is going to go to the Bengals. Fields is going to go to the Jags. Lawrence is going to the Jets. Unless the Bengals miraculously start winning games. I told my dad when Burrow got hurt, they're done winning games. I said that kind of tongue-in-cheek and kind of sarcastically, but they're bad without Joe Burrow. And they're going to ruin him if they don't draft Penny Sewell. Now, because it's the Bengals... I could see them going with Jamar Chase because, oh, A.J. Green's going to leave and not worrying about the O-line. I could honestly see Mike Brown doing that because it's the Bengals. Yes, they got Jonah Williams a few years, two years ago, but that I could definitely see them going in a world where they go with Jamar Chase. Will they? I would hope not, but I'm not putting it out of the question for the Bengals. If it was any other team... I would fully expect them to go with the linemen, but it's the Bengals. Anything's freaking possible. They weren't the laughing stock in the 90s for no reason. Most of the 2000s, look what they did to Palmer. Look what they're already hurting Joe Burrow. They better get Sewell. If they don't, I'll be shocked. 
There's no better, there's no lineman close to Penny Sewell in this draft class. I know you got the likes of Alex Leatherwood, Samuel Cosme, uh, Christian Durasaw, Jalen Mayfield, the Northwestern kid, Rayshon Slater, uh, even you and I, North Dakota State guys, Dylan Randus and Spencer Brown, but none of those guys compare to Penny Sewell. But against the Bengals, so don't be surprised if anything changes, uh, the Panthers are the next team I think will take a quarterback, Zach Wilson, just because of the fact Trey Lance played one game this year, and he it was his, much like Fields, this was his worst game of college. That hurts. And the way with Zach Wilson, how he's been playing this year, I would not be surprised. And as I'm sitting here right now, Zach Wilson will get drafted before Trey Lance. As I'm sitting here right now, would I have said that preseason and actually believed it? No, I wouldn't have. But I think that's where we are right now. Because of the fact Wilson has played a lot of more football games than Trey Lance this year. Nothing against Trey Lance. 2,800 yards passing last year. What was it? 28 touchdowns, no picks, over 1,000 yards rushing. He's a baller. I'm not taking anything away from Trey Lance. You'll not hear me say a bad thing about Trey Lance. But just because of the fact he hasn't played, that one game he did play, did not play very well, and it wasn't against a powerhouse in the FCS. It was against Central Arkansas. Zach Wilson has played a lot of football this year and has looked very, very good doing so. So the Panthers... If both are available, I see them leaning towards Zach Wilson first. The Falcons, I've seen them late with quarterbacks. Will they do it? No, because I feel like they have a lot more needs defensively. Their problem's not their offense. It's the defense. And next year, depending how bad they are, Zach Will or uh, Sam Howell and Keaton Slovis will be the top two quarterbacks in the draft. That's how I see it right now. Those two are the best in the draft right now. I'd probably say Sam Howell is just above Slovis, but... And there goes another thing. You don't want to draft Sam Howell because Trubisky. You don't want to draft Keaton Slovis because of Matt Barkley, Matt Leinart, all the other USC quarterbacks, other than Palmer, Mark Sanchez. Like, oh, you can't do that. That's stupid logic. I hate that logic. But I just think the Falcons have a lot more needs than getting the heir apparent to Matt Ryan because Matt Ryan doesn't look like he's slowing down anytime soon. Try to get, like, Rosen or something or Sam Darnold. I don't know. Try to get Wentz. I don't know. I don't think they'll draft a quarterback, though. Wentz doesn't make sense, but Darnold, Rosen, I think those two are possibilities here. Uh, The Eagles, will they draft one? Probably not. Much like the Falcons, they got a lot more needs on that team than quarterback. They got two good ones in Hurts and Wentz. What they do with Wentz this offseason, I don't know. Is Hurts their future guy? That time will tell, but as I stand here right now, I say they'll go with something else. Their receivers are really bad. We've joked about that numerous times. And their linebacking core is still not great. If Micah Parsons there, I expect them to take him. If they get back into that top six range, I would see them getting a guy like Jamar Chase. Even at nine, Jalen Waddell, Devontae Smith will more than likely be there. And the last one I did, Devontae Smith was not there because he went to the Dolphins. Because Tua's favorite target while playing at Alabama was, fondly enough, even though comparatively to Ruggs, Judy, and Waddle, Devontae Smith kind of getting slept on in regards to a draft prospect until, like, right now. Devontae Smith, this year, is the best wide receiver in college football. I love Jalen Waddle, love Jamar Chase, but if the Dolphins draft a quarterback, why not get the guy to a through to 
all the time in college. Devontae Smith led Alabama in receiving yards last year. Why would you not get the guy that Tua trusts and throws to a lot? So, get that guy. Uh, the Lions heard them linked with quarterbacks. Um, they could. Get Matt Stafford out there. I feel bad for Matt. I want him out somewhere else. If they want to go get a quarterback like Trey Lance, who would be available around 11, I would suspect, depending on who trades up and stuff like that. If people want to trade up for Lance and Wilson, go ahead. If you want to wait till second round, late first round, get Trask or Mac Jones, or go completely rogue and get like Desmond Ritter or something like that, if he comes out, time will tell. Time will tell. I don't think the Lions will do that. They've got a lot of problems defensively. Whoever they hire defensively, they're going to have problems there. And speaking, they remember they fired Matt Patricia. I heard this today. The Chargers, okay, we can fully expect them to fire Anthony Lynn this offseason, right? Okay. Brian Dable, Bill's offense coordinator, and according to Colin Coward, the number one team in the NFL, boom. Brian Dable and Tom Telesco, the GM of the Chargers, went to the same area, Buffalo High School, and Telesco still has a relationship with Dable. Dable coming over to the Chargers. You saw how Dable worked with Josh Allen. Dable working with Justin Herbert would be very, very good for a young quarterback like Herbert. And Anthony Lynn, people don't realize this because he stinks as a coach, is an offensive coach. He's just not a good one. And he looks lost every time they do something stupid, like that stupid uh, NASCAR thing they did. For NASCAR, for those of you who don't know, is where the kicking unit sprints out on the field, the offense runs one play, clock runs, kicking unit runs on, offense runs out. We called that NASCAR at William Penn. Never actually did it, but we practiced it all the time. They did that, but the offense didn't look like they knew what the hell was going on. And none of the coaches looked like they knew what was going on. So, he has to go. He has to go. And next one, the Niners. They could draft a quarterback. In the first round, I don't think they will. They need some speed in the secondary. That's one of their big weaknesses. Not discrediting uh, Sherman or Verrett, but they need more speed back there. You see how far they're playing off fast receivers? You can't do that all year. You'll get found out like you did against Buffalo. You can't do that. So, getting a speedy corner or faster corner in there in the first round will be best. There's quite a few good corners in this first round. we got Patrick Sertan, Caleb Farley, uh, the South Carolina kid, what is it, J.C. Horn? Yeah, and then Sean Wade's really fast. Like, you got four first-round talent corners right there. Uh, Asante Samuel Jr., if you want him. Paulson Adebayo was linked in the late second, or early second, late first round at some mock drafts last year. There's some good receipt, good corners in this draft class. If they want to get a guy in the first round, I would recommend it. But if they don't want to get one later, there's still going to be guys available. The Bears, they have to address the O-line and then get a guy in this offseason. I don't know what round, but they have to do something with that O-line. Because I've talked about this before. The Bears getting a new quarterback masks the problems because everybody's like, oh, new quarterback. Yes. Finally, new quarterback. It masks every problem. You still, uh, hopefully, for Bears fans, Nagy and Pace are gone. But getting a quarterback, you're sitting there like, oh yeah, we got the future of the franchise, but not noticing how bad the rest of the situation is because oh, shiny new quarterback piece. A lot of bad teams do that, and it kind of takes the attention off other bad parts of the organization, other parts of the team, 
and focus it solely on a quarterback. Because quarterback is everybody's favorite and least favorite player on the team. We've talked about that numerous times. And getting a new quarterback like the Bears should in the first round, I don't know. Uh, if we're talking about looking at second round guys, uh, yeah, it's it's hit and miss later. The top six, I think, are locked in. Do you want a guy like Jamie Newman, who didn't play? Uh, Desmond Ritter, we talked about a little bit ago. Ian Book had a very solid year this year. Kellen Mond. Um, yeah. Sam Ellinger, if you want to do that route, I don't. I, Derek King, Chase Garbers. Like, there's some good quarterbacks later, but the really good ones are those top six of... Fields, Lance, Lawrence, Wilson, Mac Jones, and Kyle Trask. Those are the best guys. So do you want to risk not getting those guys and taking a chance on a Ritter or a Ellinger's book, someone like that? I don't know. I'd probably go with one of the better guys in the as far as draft prospects go. Going out a little farther, Patriots, I just my gut tells me they're gonna sign Jimmy G or trade for him. I don't know. I just think they'll get a quarterback somewhere else. They don't draft quarterbacks. The last one they drafted was Jimmy G. Like, they... Or maybe... Was it Danny Etling? Danny Etling might be the last quarterback they drafted in the seventh round. I can't remember, though. Uh, Washington football team, they'll get a quarterback in this draft. They're at 19 right now. Trading up's a possibility. Um, or they might go crazy and sign someone in the offseason. I don't know. But i draft one if I'm the Washington football team. Go later, the Colts... They got a lot of money put into their two quarterbacks, Rivers and Jacoby Brissett. They drafted Jacob Eason last year. I draft one because you're again you're paying Jacoby Brissett a lot. Unless you want to cut both those guys, River, well Rivers will retire, but Jacoby Brissett, I can see him going back to New England. But you have a lot of money in there. That's going to be dead cap if you get rid of them. At least Brissett, because again, Rivers is leaving regardless. Do you go after a guy? Because we're talking about, like, pick-wise, how many picks they could send the Eagles to Carson Wentz to get Sam Darnold. I don't know. Do you draft a guy? You're at 23. This is, like, Jones and Trask area for these two. Do they do that? I don't know. Uh, We scroll down a little bit more. Uh, The Steelers and Saints could get one of those later round quarterbacks in Trask and Jones. I think Jones fits with what the Saints want to do. Trask is a slower version of Big Ben. He's more of a Big Ben now than Big Ben coming out of the out of Miami, but he's I like Trask. Will he go in the first round? I don't know. It is not great mobility is not ideal for where the direction the NFL wants to go. We talked about that. What was this? The last show we did of where the, the direction the NFL is going, we're going with more speed and not really focusing on size anymore. That's kind of the direction we're going. If you can make plays, you'll get drafted. And we saw that last night, speaking of which, in the Browns versus Ravens game. The game was freaking awesome. Browns versus Ravens. And I absolutely loved it. Lamar Jackson balled out. Um, yeah, Baker had a pretty good game as well. Threw for over 300 yards. Lamar looked like Lamar. Lamar is starting to look like himself again. He did that last week against the Cowboys, and he did it this week against the Browns. He is... I hate the fact 
that, and I've talked about this before, I hate the fact people that get paid to do this job actually sat down and asked themselves, would you rather have Lamar Jackson or Ryan Tannehill? That's one of the dumbest questions anybody's ever posed on sports media radio ever. I don't care if Lamar Jackson's not having a quote-unquote great year. He's not having a bad year. You're not taking Ryan Tannehill over Lamar Jackson. You're not doing that. That is stupid. That is very stupid. And if we look at this draft, as we said, the NFLMockDraftDatabase.com, if you want to do your own mock drafts, go on there. It's free to do it. Uh, log in your Twitter account or use your Gmail account or whatever, and you can save all your mock drafts as well. So go and do that. It's a fun way to just, I don't know, have fun. It's not really that intense. It's I love doing it. I do this when I'm bored. And I'm going to do this. I just thought of this right now. This gets talked about a lot. Who, uh, if we're looking at the quarterbacks, who goes number one overall? And I think, if knowing what we know now, and seeing what we've seen this year, number one overall, I know Lamar, I talked about Lamar winning the MVP last year, and no one talks about that. I think if we're looking at what we look at now, with the size, the mobility, the arm strength, everything, Josh Allen goes number one to Cleveland. That's what I'm feeling like happens. I think Josh goes number one, Lamar is second, Baker three. This is just ranking the quarterbacks out of this draft. I would go Josh, Lamar, Baker. Ugh, then it's just a huge drop-off in quarterbacks. Probably Darnold, obviously, is the only other one that played. And then, yeah, Rosen, I guess. Or Mason Rudolph. I think Rudolph's played more. Who's played more games, Rudolph or Rosen? I'm not sure, but look at this. On this draft database, they rank every player on here. The quarterback rankings read Donald Rosen, Mayfield, Allen, and Lamar. That's their top five. All the quarterbacks who win the first round. That proves, after everything we've talked about with the draft, the draft is not an exact science. It's a very hit-or-miss business, and you want to get the hits, but sometimes you don't. Like, Darnold and Rosen are the two worst quarterbacks that got drafted in that first round. But at the time, they were seen as better prospects. Like, everybody thought Darnold was going one, or at least this is what the what everybody would have liked to see. Darnold go one to the Browns. Rosen go to the Jets. Mayfield to the Bills. Uh, Allen was talked about... Who has he really talked about? Lamar was linked with the Chargers and Ravens. Josh, the Bron- oh, Josh was the Broncos. Yeah, Josh Allen was the Broncos. So it was Darnold to the Browns, Rose to the Jets, Mayfield to the Bills, Allen to the Broncos, Lamar to the Chargers. That's what I heard most often. And then obviously you had Josh going to the Browns and stuff like that. Obviously Baker went one, Darnold went three, Josh Allen went seven, Rosen went ten, and Lamar went 32. Man, crazy. I would, like, if we redid this, Browns draft Josh Allen, number one overall. Then we look at Quentin Nelson going to the Giants at number two. We look at the Jets. They're going to want a franchise guy. And I would take, uh, well, the best one available, knowing what we know now, is Lamar Jackson. Number four, what do the Cleveland Browns do here at number four? We look at 
So they obviously took Denzel Ward. What do they do? What do the Browns do here? Do we help out our young quarterback, Josh Allen, get Saquon Barkley, or do we go in some other direction? So the Browns obviously got Nick Chubb in the first level. Uh, we're going to draft uh, Bradley Chubb. Bradley Chubb was the guy that they were looking at. And then now we get the Broncos pick. Do we do the trade back thing? They wanted to trade back at the time. Do they get the trade with Buffalo? Trade. We're going with Buffalo, 12, and then uh, Denver. And we do the trade. Buffalo trades up to get Sam Darnold. And then... I don't know why I picked Sam Darnold. I think I'm looking at what I did for my last mock draft. I had my last mock draft. I think I had Rosen or Mayfield going one. Rosen to the Jets. Darnold to the Bills. Allen to the Cardinals. And then Lamar to the Chargers. I think that's what I had in my last mock draft. I don't know. I I need to do actually more research to do this prior to doing it on the show. Because then it makes it. But obviously Mayfield would go to the Bills at number five, which going into the draft, that is who my dad and I wanted because Josh Allen and Sam Darnold are going number one. Whoever didn't go one, it was like, well, those are the two that are linked there the most. And obviously, Baker Mayfield obviously went one. Sam goes three. And then it goes to which Josh do you want because Lamar wasn't really getting talked about in that top 10 area, which is funny because he obviously won the unanimous MVP second time ever in NFL history. Man, the Jets don't have a lot of fans anyways. And if they got a guy like Lamar Jackson, good Lord, they get fans of the stands like that. But Lamar balled out yesterday. Put it lightly, but Lamar balled out against the Cleveland Browns. Ran over 120 yards, record for Monday Night Football, which... I thought was interesting because they splashed the top three players rushing for quarterbacks all-time Monday Night Football. It was Lamar, Russell Wilson, and then Donovan McNabb. That surprised me a little bit. I never, I, I guess I don't really remember watching Donovan play, I guess. Never envisioned Donovan McNabb being in the top three of rushing yards. I didn't really, I guess, I didn't watch him as much as I thought I did because I never really saw him as a runner. But I guess he was. He rushed for over 100 yards on Monday Night Football was a record at one point, and that surprised me. But yeah, Ravens win 47-42. Exciting game, game of the year. Everybody's kind of talked about that enough. And yeah, fun game, fun game. Ravens need to adjust that uh, receiving core because they stink. Their receiving core stinks. I love Willie Steen because I love my boy Van, but Marquise Brown, he's not really that good. He drops a lot of passes really fast, but yeah. Yeah. And we talked about this a little bit. Not a lot, though. Uh, Colin Coward today. So my dad, sister, and I are sitting in my dad's office today, right before lunch. And Coward's got his herd hierarchy. So he got the top 10 teams in the NFL. I go, I tell my dad, I think I think Colin's got the Bills at three. My dad goes, I think they have them at four. I said, I would have had them at four, but I think the Saints losing drops them down. So, I, if I remember correctly, it was like 10 was the Steelers, 9 was the Browns, 8 was Seattle, 7, no, 8 was Tampa, 7 was Seattle, 6 was Baltimore, 
And then it went Rams, Saints, and then Packers. It's like, oh, okay, well, the Bills are two. And then the Chiefs showed up at number two. There was excitement around the office. My dad's business partner, he's a big Chiefs fan. So my dad rubbed it in a little bit. And I was like, wow, okay. Didn't expect that. Take it, though. And the he pulled up something. The Bills and Chiefs since week nine. Points per game, Bills 32.2, Chiefs 30. Touchdown interceptions, Bills 14 touchdowns, 4 picks. Chiefs 12 touchdowns, 4 picks. Point differential, Bills plus 39, Chiefs plus 21. Turnover differential, Bills plus 3, Chiefs minus 1. So all those key numbers there, Bills are better. Now, Bills have played a lot of really good teams this year too. I think they've played what, six teams above 500, beaten six teams above 500 or something like that. So they've had a really rough schedule, and they've won the games. And if the Ravens lost last night, that would have clinched the Bills into the playoffs. So I was honestly cheering more for the Ravens, but I was like, I don't really care. I I don't think the Bills, knock on wood, I don't think the Bills will lose to the Broncos this weekend, but you never know. You never know. My friend Aaron He's a big-time Broncos fan. And he texted me. He also went to Nebraska. So I'm not a big Broncos or Nebraska guy. I pretty much hate both of them. More so Nebraska because I grew up in Iowa. But uh, he made a he proposed a bet. And I, I was like, I don't really do bets with my teams anymore because they kind of disappoint me. Every time I do a bet with my team, they lose. I haven't made a bet on one of my teams in freaking years. I think I was in high school the last time I made a bet. And, yeah, it didn't go well. It did not go well. It was Iowa versus Iowa State basketball. I made a $3 bet with my friend Brady. It was the game where Jared Utah scored like 30 at halftime then scored two in the second half or something like that. Iowa lost Iowa State. But his bet said you had to wear a Nebraska shirt or sweatshirt or something. I said, ooh, I I have to think about that. I don't know if I'm ready to do that. I have to throw my pride away, and I don't think I'm ready to do that for a Nebraska sweatshirt. So I don't think I'll make the bet, but if we can work out something else, I might do it. But I don't think I could ever wear a Nebraska. I made an Iowa versus Nebraska bet with my friend Kenton in high school. The loser had to wear a Nebraska sweatshirt or Iowa sweatshirt. And if you don't know Kenton, Kenton is like six foot seven, six eight. I'm, I was six foot. I still am six foot. The, let's just say this. The sweatshirt didn't fit him, but he had to wear it at school the entire day. So that was pretty fitting to see him walk around with this tiny sweatshirt. But I don't think I'm, that was the closest I've ever come. And thank you to, uh, who is their quarterback? Armstrong. BJ, not BJ Armstrong. What was his name? Armstrong. Tommy Armstrong. Thank you, Tommy Armstrong, for throwing like four picks in that game because I was kind of nervous going into that. But that's the last time I've ever made a bet regarding Nebraska and wearing something Nebraska because I don't think my pride could take it. So I don't think I'll make that bet, but we'll work something else out, Aaron. So, yeah, that's all I've got for you today. Hope you all enjoyed this Wednesday. We are back to normal. We released a Tuesday episode today, and we're releasing this on Wednesday. So we're kind of getting back to normal on Wednesday. I'm not going to do a show for a while because got to recover from the the implant and all that stuff, that surgery and stuff. So, hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Enjoy the rest of your week. I'll see you guys when I see ya. Peace.